You may be among the many who have answered the doorbell to see the smiling faces of particular religious groups. While they typically articulate their beliefs with efficiency, do we really know where they depart from Scripture? Welcome to episode number 26 of What We Believe and Why with pastor, author, and teacher, Dr. George Byron Koch. Our discussion today continues on the subject of heresy as found in chapter 19 of the book, What We Believe and Why. Here's George. So we've just finished looking at the Mormons and the issues of both heterodoxy and heresy that we find in that religion. Heterodoxy, if you'll remember, means wrong doctrine, having a mistake or a misunderstanding about basic doctrine. Heresy doesn't mean bad doctrine. It rather means a movement or a path or a way which can divide the church, divide the body of Christ. Heterodoxy can do that, certainly. Heresy can also happen with good teaching, with orthodoxy, if it's wielded in a way which harms others and divides the body. So with that understanding today, we're going to look at Jehovah's Witnesses. The Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses are the only two current organizations that I will be mentioning, primarily because they are the two you are most likely to encounter at your front door. And it helps to know what they believe, especially those things they won't share with you at the door. The Jehovah's Witnesses usually really know their scripture, and they share a beautiful vision of a redeemed earth with all people and creatures living in peace. Like the Mormons, there are many issues of concern with doctrine and separation that are foundational to what Jehovah's Witnesses believe. First is that they do not believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ, nor in the purpose and value of his death on the cross. To sustain their views, they have created their own translation of the Bible called the New World Translation. Compare the first sentence of the Gospel of John as read in the New King James Version and in the New World Translation. Here's the New King James Version. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's referring there to Jesus Christ. Now, here's the New World translation of the same sentence. In the beginning, the Word was, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. And the word God, in their translation, is lowercase. If you ask them what that means, they will say that there is only one God, and Jesus isn't a part of it. There are many smaller gods, they say, and Jesus was one of those. Also, the A in their translation where it says a God, that isn't in the Greek and it isn't implied in the Greek, even though Greek grammar allows it. Elsewhere, they substitute stake instead of cross. They insert words and punctuation not in the original Greek or Hebrew, and they make the English text conform to their theologies rather than let their theologies be formed by the text. They also believe 
that just 144,000 people will reach heaven. The challenge is to be one of those 144,000 out of the 10 to 100 billion people who have ever lived on earth. That's a tough challenge, even if you are one of the 7 million Jehovah's Witnesses. And here's a half-humorous, half-serious aside. If there are 7 million witnesses and only 144,000 will reach heaven, why do they bother to convert anyone? Isn't that just making more competition? Jehovah's Witnesses separate from the rest of the body of Christ based on these beliefs. Thus, it is both heterodoxy and heresy. Now let's turn to ancient heresies. And why do we care about ancient heresies? Below, as we talk, are a handful of ancient heresies condemned by the church many centuries ago. Why do we care? Well, in part because understanding how someone got it wrong can help us avoid similar errors, but also because most of these are like perennial weeds. They keep reappearing, though in new guises. Gnosticism, let's look at that first. The Gnostics believed that they lived by special revelation and that this was because they were superior beings to the great unwashed masses, you and me. Basically, they believed they were elevated above the common people. Gnosis, the root of Gnosticism, means knowledge in Greek. The Gnostics believed in salvation through secret knowledge. Salvation through secret knowledge. Gnosticism was a problem in Ephesus, so one of the purposes of Paul's letter to the Ephesians and to Timothy, who was sent to be pastor to the Ephesians, is to refute some of the Gnostic ideas that were there in Ephesus. This is more obvious in the Greek text than in the English because Paul intentionally uses Gnostic terms in his writing in order to refute or redefine those terms. This was similarly true when he wrote to the Colossians. The Gnostics taught that there was a vast array of principalities and powers, godly beings and thoughts, and it emanated wisdom to the initiates, the superior people who were Gnostics. This vast array of principalities and powers, of godly beings and thoughts. In Greek, that's called by the Gnostics the pleroma, a word which means basically fullness. Paul makes the point that all of the Godhead and all principalities and powers are actually contained in Christ. And here's what he says. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. That's from Colossians chapter 2. And the word translated as fullness in English 
is pleroma in the Greek and not by accident. Paul was making a point, and it was and is all about Christ, not an imagined heaven populated with beings who whisper secrets to the initiated superior humans. Now, lest this seem like an ancient and irrelevant heresy, Gnosticism has enjoyed a heady revival in recent decades, especially with the discovery in 1945 of the Gospel of Thomas. It was found near Nag Hammadi, Egypt, along with a collection of Gnostic manuscripts, and it begins by declaring, These are the secret sayings that the living Jesus spoke. It purports to be the hidden way to enlightenment, obtained only by those initiated into the mysteries that Jesus secretly taught. The Gospel of Thomas was widely known and rejected by the early church as a false gospel, falsely attributed to the Apostle Thomas. It's not surprising that it would appeal now to a culture so committed to private individualistic spirituality and spiritual enlightenment. But it is far from the mark of orthodox Christian belief. The Gospel of Thomas is not now and has never been a part of the Bible. Now let's turn to a second ancient heresy called Montanism. Montanism was a movement within the Christian church that arose in the second century. It said, in effect, the second coming of Jesus Christ is almost here any minute, any day. He will be here soon. Montanus, Prissa, and Maximilia were the leaders of this sect and purported to prophesy under the power of the Holy Spirit. When they spoke, the words they used were in the first person, as if God himself were speaking through them, and they were the passive conduits of his voice. Their prophecies were considered normative and had to be followed, even if they contradicted Scripture, because theirs was a further revelation, a new thing that the Spirit of God was doing. Their public declarations were spectacular and ecstatic worship events, big productions, along with rigorous personal holiness, fasting, and regulations for sexual purity. Their version of Christianity spread like wildfire. This same problem exists today. There are sects and prophetic parachurch ministries that do exactly the same thing. Does this mean that anything that smacks of the supernatural and the presence of the Holy Spirit is untrustworthy or heretical? Well, that's a very good question. And we hope that while you're wrestling with this material, more questions are popping up in your mind. That's the best evidence of a growing, active, inquisitive faith. And as George has promised, we'll answer this question and others after this quick break. A reminder, the material you are hearing is available in the book, What We Believe and Why, available at the website of the same name. We'll be right back. <music> 